Hey everyone, game two of the finals is done and uh, I just want to talk about some of the things I noticed and just like bigger topics regarding this finals and the first one is, you know, I, I want to talk about the Suns first just because, you know, they won the fucking game and like, I think too, many, too, much, too much gets spent on, you know, like the big performance or whatever and not enough gets talked about who actually won the fucking game. So the Suns won the game. It was a team effort. Uh, Mikel had a big game. You know, I was starting to get, not worried about Mikel, but he was he was really struggling with, like, the switching defense in terms of, you know, when, when like, the Clippers started switching a lot, it made Chris Paul and Devin and these guys, like, the good scorers on the Suns, like, ISO and stuff like that. And it prevented Mikel and Jay from having big games from, like, catch and shoot because they were just switching everything. And, uh, you know, he wasn't having big games, and I thought it was going to cost him some money because it's like, well, I mean, if a team just does this, then they've taken you out of, like, what you can do on offense. And tonight I think he had 27 points. He made some, like, pretty big buckets. And, uh, you know, he's a really good player, like, his form looks still a little funky. Like, it feels like his shot could get blocked 90% of the time, but it just doesn't. I don't know how. Like, it's a very strange shot. Like, he almost shoots it from, like, his side. He shoots, like, he he shoots it from, not shoots it from his side. He, he starts it from his side and then goes up. It's just very strange. It's very strange. It looks like a 2.0 version of, like, the Kevin Martin shot. But, yeah, he's, he's been excellent. And, uh, yeah, he looks like Slenderman out there. Um, but he's a, he's a great, like, 3 and He's, like, the he's like the perfect 3 and D guy. Like, he's... Like, people, I guess, talk about Clay as a 3 and D guy. And if you really think about it, Clay really is a 3 and D guy. But he's just 3 and D on, like, steroids. Well, Clay at his best. I don't know what he's going to come back looking like. But, like, Clay at his best was... Like the most elite of elite of elite three and D guy because that's what he did. Like he took seven, eight, nine, ten threes a game, and he played defense. That's what he did. So, and a lot of them were, I think, I don't actually remember. I think a lot of them were corner threes. So, like obviously Clay could take it off the dribble. He was an elite shooter anyway. So like he could do like the catch it two dribble mid range jumper. Like he was really good at that. And younger Clay, I remember. I remember before the, I remember before they won championships, Clay was dunking on people. Like I definitely remember a dunk against maybe like the Pistons, where he dunked on maybe like Jonas Jerebko. Like he like postered him, and I, I know it wasn't like a one-time thing. I know he postered people a couple times. And then when they started winning championships, and when Steve Kerr got there, he was more like he he started shooting even more jump shots. But anyways, let's talk about let's talk about the Suns. Uh, but Mikel's like the like the regular perfect version of what a three and D player is like. What you want? He's a you know pretty high volume three point shooter, and he shoots it at like forty something percent. Um, plays great defense. One, two, threes. Uh, not really some fours. Not really fours. He's a little slim for that. 
Um, but yeah, I think I think he's. I wonder what he's gonna get in the. I wonder what the Suns are gonna give him because. Well, Devin, I think is already getting the max. DeAndre is gonna get the max. I imagine they're gonna bring Chris Paul back. You have to pay Mikel. You're already paying Jay Crowder like 15 mil a year. But I think that's only for one or two more years. So like he might be gone. And like if you really want to, you can trade him. Like he's, like he's pretty. Like you could just put Cam Johnson in that spot, and like you have to pay. Cam, you you can pay Cam Johnson like two three years later. But then you're gonna have to pay Cam Johnson later on. You still have to pay campaign. You you're gonna have to pay Tory Craig or maybe not. So like there's a lot of people that they might have to let go. But like they're they're probably going to win the championship, and they're a good fucking team. So like. You know, vets are gonna want to join them. Like, I, I could see like a Blake Griffin joining them. I could see get, them getting depth that way. So, you never know. Oh, oh, the other thing I just want to talk about real quick: Darius Tharic. I don't know if he got paid. Like, I don't remember that. But torn ACL. That's not good, especially this late in the season where you don't know when he's gonna come back next season. He's probably gonna miss the entire next season. And I don't, I don't remember if he got paid or not. I hope he did. You know, Tharik's a nice, you know, like, backup, 4-5. You know, Monty has a lot of trust in him because even when, I think game 5 it was, Cousins just abused him. You know, like, the backup minute when uh, Ayn wasn't in, they had Tharik in and Cousins just abused him, had a quick, like, 14 points. But Monty, even in game 6 then, he kept him in because I guess he believed in him. Even when, even though I thought like, no, no, you cannot have him in. Ain just needs to play more minutes. Get him out there for 42, 44 minutes. And Monty was like, no, I believe in Tharik. And, you know, he had Tharik in there, pick and pop like two, three times. You know, he made he made those buckets. He got those buckets back. So, you know, I hope he got paid. I don't remember if he did, but I hope he did. Um, the next thing, uh, Chris Paul had a great game again i think it was like 20 something points um turn it over a lot like that's gonna hurt like his turnover averages but the thing with turnovers i've always said this like they only had 12 for the game i don't mind like if we have turnovers if we have turnovers i don't mind if the turnovers are from my star players i don't mind that the turnovers that i have a problem with is like if tory craig has three uh cam johnson has three and Sarik has two. Well, when Sarik was playing, when he Sarik has two, uh, Ain has three, something like that. Or Mikel has three, Jay has three. Like those are the ones that bother me. But like my star trying to make a play, that doesn't bother me. Like I, I'll live with that. Like my star trying to make a my my star trying to make a play, and he just like has has turnovers because that I don't mind that. Like obviously I don't want that to happen, but like I don't mind those ones. Uh, so far, Chris Paul's the MVP. Um, Devin had a really good game. It looked like he was trying to gun for the Finals MVP as well, and I think he's, I think he's gonna try gunning for it. Like even in the next game, you know, he had thirty something points. Um, the other thing was, you know, the Suns showed that they're like a true champion. Like they, they play like a champion. You know, I've been talking about this with the Bucks, and I'm not, I, I'm not even a hater because I like a lot of their players. And I don't even, like, hate Bud. Not hate. Hate's a little strong because... If you genuinely, like, hate some of these players because you think they're bad players or bad coaches, I think you're a, 
you're probably a little too invested. Like, I love basketball. I'm obsessed with basketball, but I don't hate any of these players. Except for Carmelo. But, like, hating Carmelo, that's because, like, he's a piece of shit. But, like, you know, other, play, other players, too. Like, even John Stockton. I don't know if I hate him because he's anti-vax. Should I hate him? Like, is that that big of a deal? Like, obviously, being an anti-vax, like, you're a stupid fucking idiot. But I don't know if I hate him. I'm more, like, just, like, I'm all right never talking about John Stockton again. Like, that's that's where I'm at with him. But, like, Carmelo, I'm like, fuck Carmelo. Um, the fuck was I talking about? I honestly don't know. I honestly don't remember what I was talking about. Something about, like, Devin Booker, I guess? Was I, t- I was talking about Devin Booker and, like, he was trying to gun for the finals MVP. But whatever, let's just talk about Devin for a little bit. Uh, you know, he had a big game. Um, oh, no, I was talking about, you know, the Suns are, like, a real legit team. Oh, I was talking about hating players and, like, the Bucks and shit like that. Um, so the Bucks, like, I don't think, like, the reason I was not upset, like, I wasn't that excited just about these finals I don't think the Bucks are a championship team. Like, I know I picked them before, but, like, I just got a little too excited about that. But, like, when you watch the Bucks and you look at the things that they do, they don't have... They don't remind me of a championship team. They don't, they don't play like a championship team. Like, they play championship defense to me. But, like, they don't have these multiple ways on offense to beat you. They don't, they don't do some, like, things particularly well where it's like, oh, you know what, we're going to take away your three... So now you have to beat us by getting to the rim and mid-range. You're going to have to beat us by making your free throws. Oh, you know what? We're going to take this away. Now you have to make, you know, 40% of your threes, 45% of your threes. We're giving these guys open looks. So they're just not balanced enough, I think, to be a championship team. When you look at the Suns, they, they can just beat you so many different ways. It's like, okay, you're going to play drop coverage. Well, we have two guys who are elite mid-range shooters. Oh, you want to, like, um, you know, take the, get the ball out of our two guys' hand? Okay, we have Mikel, 40%. Jay, high 30s. Uh, Cam Johnson, uh, high 30s. And, like, last year was 40, I believe. Campaign, I believe, 40%. Tory Craig, like, high 30s. So, like, or, and obviously, like, if you're taking away from, like, let's say Devin Booker's hand, like the Lakers did, it's like, well, I guess the Lakers did it because Chris Paul couldn't shoot three, so I guess that made more sense. But... In, like, a regular game, let's say your game plan, let's take the ball away from uh, Chris Paul's hand. Like, Devin's open as well. You want to take it away from Devin's hand? Well, Chris Paul's open as well. So, like, tonight. I'm Actually, game one, you know, everyone was talking about the free throws. I talked about the free throws because I do think, like, the Devin Booker free throws was bullshit. Like, complete bullshit. So, like, he got at least six free throws that he did not earn. That was bullshit free throws. So, like, and I did think, like, the Bucks went to the rim a lot and weren't getting calls. So, you know, this game, I think the Suns only got to the line, like, seven, eight times. And they still won because they made 20 fucking free throws. They shot better from three than they did from two. I think they went 20 for 40 from, yeah, I think 20 for 40 from three. And then 23 of 48 from two. So, like, they just have so many different ways of winning. So, like... DeAndre Ayton doesn't have a huge game. Mikel does. You know what I mean? So, like, they they just... And they play defense all the time. Like, they're always playing defense. Like, no matter what. They, they remind me of championship teams. I still think the Lakers would have beat them. 
But I think if you made it like, if it was a regular healthy season in the West, I think it's reasonable to say it would have been a Lakers, Suns, Western Conference Finals that goes six, seven games. The, but I just think the Lakers were better than them. And I still think that, but like, I can picture the Suns, like if you redo the season like a hundred times, I could picture, like, and, you know, relative, like if you redo the Western Conference a hundred times, healthy, I could see the, I could see the Suns winning it, you know, like 10 times at least. I can see that happening. Maybe even more. I can see that happening. With the Bucks, I just don't see them in any situation even taking a healthy Nets team to like six games. Because they play like dickheads. Like they have all the talent. I just hate the way they play. I don't think they play like a championship team. You look at their talent, and they're probably as talented as the Suns, but they don't play that type of basketball. So like like I think you can put the Suns uh, you can drop the Suns team off like the last 30 years 30 years and there would be contenders right away and they would have a chance to win the championship. I don't think you can say the same for the Bucks team. Like the Bucks last this if you put this Bucks team last year, I don't know if they make the finals and if they do make the finals they're getting swept by the Lakers. You put them the year before, they're not even better than that 20 what was it? 8 18? No. 2019 Bucks team. I don't even think they're better than that team. And I think they would get smashed. I think this team would get smashed by the Raptors. And then obviously, you know, the Warriors on the other side would beat them as well. I just I just can't see you putting this Bucks team in any year from the past. Like the last 10 years of the past. And then and them like being actual contenders. I just don't see it. Like, they just don't have enough answers for you. Like, defensively, they do. Like, defensively, they have enough answers for you. But offensively, they just don't have it. And, you know, that leads me to the Bucks. They shot so well in the regular season, and they just have not been able to do it in the playoffs. You know, they did, they did shoot the well, ball well from three in game one, but, like, tonight, I think it was 29 or 31%. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. You know, people always talk about them being aggressive. But if you're Drew Holiday and you're taking 21 fucking shots, you better be making at least half of them. Or else all you're doing is taking away shots from Giannis. If you're, like Middleton at least, like Middleton at least was like, okay, oh, Giannis is on fire. Let me get him the ball. I'm not, I can't hit anything right now. Let me get Giannis the ball. At least Middleton did that. Drew was like, no, no, I'm going to keep shooting this. Which I guess some people might find respectable. But I'm also like, no, no, you can shoot it if you get open shots off of Giannis. I don't want you taking things into your hand when Giannis is just killing everything. Uh, but yeah, Giannis, Giannis was a story for the Bucks. He was just, he, did, he, did, he was not going to let them lose. But sadly, they didn't come along for the ride. You know, Giannis was like, get on my back. And, you know, the Bucks were like, now nah, we're good. Nah, I'm good. I don't want to get on the ride. You know, I'm pretty tired, actually. That's what the Bucks said. And, you know, I feel bad for him. You know, 42 and something. I can't remember the rebounds. 15 for 22 shooting. He got to the line 18 times. He had a, he had a tremendous game. Can't take anything away from him. He was really good. I still think, you know, him and 
Westbrook have this a similar problem where I don't like they don't make the game easier for your for their teammates when they don't have the ball. You know what I mean? Like Giannis when he doesn't have the ball and then you also have like another big like uh you have another big in there Giannis is spotting up and you can't have Giannis spotting up you can't have Russell Westbrook spotting up you know sometimes my friends come over and we play NBA 2K we do we do black top only like that's all we do like unless it's just one of my friends coming over and then we do the you know play now five on five but when my friends and I are hanging out we do black top two on two so it'll be me and someone against you know my friend and someone else and then whoever loses they pass it on to like the next person the next team uh and so we do it like oh if i pick a guard you have to pick a guard or like similar sized players like we always do it like that and whenever we do wings so like let's say i picked i picked uh, like one team has let's say kevin duran and uh scotty pippen right like prime scotty pippen and the other team, like, I, let's say I pick Kawhi Leonard, and then my partner's like, you know what, who I'm going to pick? I'm going to be a real smartest. I'm going to pick someone way bigger than everyone. I'm going to pick Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, everyone who's the teammate that has to play with Giannis, they're always fucking pissed. Because now, like, the, the, the problem is that Giannis has, even on, like, even in real life, they present them in 2K as well. Like that's how that's how glaring those problems are. Like, because we're just gonna switch everything. Firstly, because we're like-sized players. Secondly, if you go to the rim, if like Kawhi Leonard goes to the rim, the person that's guarding Giannis, like I'm going to the paint too. I'm not guarding Giannis at the three. And it's the same thing with Russell Westbrook. Like when Russ gives the ball up, and you know, like Kevin Durant used to have it, they were just gonna help off of Russell Westbrook. That's all they were gonna do. So when Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, these guys have the ball, Jay Crowder, what's he going to do? He's not guarding fucking Giannis at the three. He's going to dig in and he's going to cut off space. DeAndre Ayton, same thing. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what they do. Um, So, like, that problem, like, it's still going to happen with Giannis regardless of, like, the great game or whatever. But tonight he said, you know what, fuck all that. You guys aren't making any shot. I'm, I'm letting you guys... I'm doing the things that you guys told me to do. I'm doing the screening and rolling. I'm doing all this shit. And you're just not making your shots. So you know what I have to do? I have to get to the paint every single fucking time. That's what I have to do. And you know what? He did. He got to the paint every single fucking time. He got the calls. He made the dunks. He made the layups. Uh, no one could stop him. You know, he said, I'm going there every time. And he did. And, you know, they lost still. Because they don't have enough shooting. They don't have enough... I would say uh, quick playmaking. They don't have someone that values possession out there on the court. Like there, there were some possessions where they were running in transition, and Bryn Forbes got it on the wing, and he shot like the brickiest of brick shots with PJ Tucker in the corner. You know, luckily they got the ball back, and he got it. He got a shot from the same spot. PJ still in the corner, and he shoots it again. He made it this time, but it's still like, you know, like this is not good team basketball. Like the whole thing about we're just going to let the ball fly. It's bullshit. You don't just let it fly. You guys are not 
Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. That's Kevin Durant. That's not what the fuck you guys are. You guys have to play team-oriented basketball to win. And you guys just aren't doing that. So, like, you know, the Bucks. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think the series is over. I don't think the series is over because I think what the Suns did is somewhat replicable. Somewhat. Like I don't expect Mikel this to be like the Mikel Bridges series where he just averages twenty-two points or something like that. But what the Suns did, and like fifty percent from three, like that's not gonna happen. Although on the pick and rolls. The Bucks did decide that they were going to trap. And when they trap, the guards, they made the right decision. They got it out to the open threes. And, like, the the corner shooters, they moved up to get the ball. Like, Cam Johnson, he went from the corner, and he moved up. And he got the ball for open threes. Like, they spread the ball out pretty well for the three-point shooting. So, like, it was wide open threes. But I expect the Bucks to be better at home because I've seen them be better at home. You know, I expect, you know, Brent Forbes to maybe make, you know, two or three threes. I expect, you know, Chris Middleton not to suck that much. Uh, Drew Holiday has to be better. And Giannis, I could, I could honestly pencil Giannis in for another 35 points. Like, I think he can do it against this team. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think like, the series isn't over. I wouldn't go that far. I think that's a little too extreme. I would, I would never go that far off of two games. Especially because, like, we've seen the Bucks go down 0-2. And they pulled it out. And even though, like, the Nets got injured, like, they did show resiliency after then going down 3-2. You know, everyone was talking about, oh, they got down 3-2. It's over. It's over. They suck. And they were like, no, actually, like, we can still win this. And they did win it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to win the two games at home. I, I, I think they're going to win. Actually, you know what? No. I don't think they're going to win the two games. I think they're going to win one game at home and then the Suns, if they're for real, I think they're going to close it out in Phoenix in game five. I've even, I've, I've gone back on my, you know, redoing of the predictions because I had Bucks in six and then I forgot oh right they play like dickheads um, then I went to Sun in six and now I'm going Sun in five honestly because I think the Suns are serious I think Chris Paul wants it too much and he's going to get the finals MVP and if you look at his last 10 games I think he's averaging 26 points 10 assists on like 50, 50, like 96 shooting. He's been ridiculous. You know, I'm, I've never been a fan of a player playing average and like his legacy improved because of team won. Like that, that, was, that was just my thing with Trey Young. Where, now he didn't play average of course, but he played his regular self and now people were like, oh, he's actually better than what I thought he was. No, he's not. He's doing the exact same thing in the regular season that he was doing in the regular season. You just didn't care. So, like, if Chris Paul just averaged a 17, 4, and 8 on 47, 35, 90 shooting, I would be like, oh, yeah, that was a really good championship, you know. But if, he, if he's doing, you know, 27, 4, 10, 
50, 40, 90. He's doing that type of stuff. Like, now I have to think of him differently. Kind of like what Jimmy Butler did in the 2020 playoffs. Where, you know, the reason I, th- I improved him in my view as a player. Because in the finals, he was doing things that were above what he normally does. So, like, that made me think of him differently as a player. Chris Paul, what he's doing right now over these last 10 games, he's doing something that I wasn't sure that he was capable of. And because of that, I have to now think of him differently. Because he's showing to me that he's, he has that high-end scoring potential. And I wasn't, I wasn't sure that he had that. You know, especially after, like, his knee injury in 09 I thought he I thought he flat out just lost his high end scoring potential and he's showing to me that you know what in my later stages of my career I figured out a way to get to that point again where if you need 41 points from me I'll get you the 41 points if you need 37 points from me to close out the nuggets I will get you those 37 points and you know I wasn't I wasn't sure that he had that I thought Devin Booker would have to be the guy who just does like the high-end scoring. But, you know, Chris Paul can do it too now and I have to think of him differently. And, you know, I'm happy for Chris. I'm not sure the series is over. I'm not, like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go back on my prediction. I'm still going Suns and six. I'm not going to go Suns and five. I, I'm, I think the Bucks are going to win two games at home. I think they're going to. Because I, I like Chris Middleton a lot. I like Drew a lot. I like Giannis a lot. I do kind of like Bud. I think he's gotten too much criticism, and a lot of it doesn't even make sense because people still talk about the adjustment shit. And it's like, did you guys not watch any of the playoffs so far? He's done a lot of shit. He's done a lot of things. Like, you look at his pick-and-roll coverages, he changes them all the time. When one thing's not working, he goes to another. He goes to another. He goes to another. You know, and, like, my problem... One of the other things, like, Tyron Lue gets all this credit for going down 0-2 and figuring shit out. But with, when Bud does this, I know, no, fuck this guy. He doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything. But it's like, Ty Lue did the same fucking thing. He got down 0-2 to the Mavericks, got down 0-2 to the fucking Jazz, and he got down 0-2 to the Suns. So it's like, he, he gets all the credit for getting down and then make, like, looking at it from a semi-larger sample size and being like, okay, so this isn't working. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. But with Bud, it's like, no, he got down 0-2. It's done. He sucks. Fuck him. Send him off to wherever the fuck he is. I think in Denmark, Switzerland, something like that, maybe. Send him off back there. It's like, no, no, actually, he's done a lot. Like, you guys, you guys, you guys are not watching basketball, and you guys are just working on old narratives. So, I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks in terms of, like, I like some of their players. But I don't see them as a championship team. And I think I think they're going to win two games simply based off of talent and then lose in six. So, yeah, I don't have any trades for you guys. I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened. Maybe I'll just do a podcast tomorrow simply on all the trades that I could come up with. And, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, everyone.
As we say our longer 